0: Do you want to do more to make impact as a leader? How about as a person? How we serve others and our world is how we pay our rent for being here. So get ready to learn how you can make a difference by simply choosing to live and lead with a socially conscious mindset. In this episode of Passion for Impact, I get to chat with the remarkable and super inspiring Elise Laird, founder of Amplify Consulting and an engagement and marketing specialist. Elise is down to earth and shares her immense wisdom around communications, work-life balance, love her thoughts on seasons of life, and stakeholder relationships. She's an avid impact maker, and a running theme throughout her life and multifaceted career is that of being brave and engaging. As impact leaders, we all need some mentorship on being brave, engaging, and most importantly, effective. She's got tips for that. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer and socially conscious advocate Tricia Miltimore. Thank you for joining in. This is the Passion for Impact podcast, where we have one clear goal to educate, empower, and elevate social consciousness in people, business, and teams. Be sure to subscribe to receive links to featured companies, people, and offers. To subscribe, it's so easy, passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast. You know how some people's genuine energy creates waves of contagious inspiration? This is how I think of today's guest, Elise Laird. She is a conspirator of impact and hope. Now, professionally, she's an engagement and marketing specialist and founder of Amplify Consulting. Amplify helps leaders engage and connect to communicate Better. Elise and her team help bring clarity to your message and then amplify your communications so you can connect better. One of Elise's passion projects is AmpliFriday. So hashtag AmpliFriday, where each Friday, They amplify a remarkable person who's doing good in the world. These aren't celebrities or well-known people. They're people who are your neighbors and other community members who deserve to be recognized for their accomplishments and how they amplify the lives of others. Just this past January, during the pandemic, Amplify Consulting committed to donate $100 every week to a charity of choice of the person featured to further amplify their impact. Isn't that cool? Now, Elise loves sharing her story of being brave and engaging. I love that. Brave and engaging in life to encourage and inspire others to do the same because life is so much richer when you do. And I could not agree more. Welcome to the show, Elise.
1: Thank you, Tricia. It is such an honor to be here. I love listening to your podcast yeah. and just the richness of the guests that you have. So I think I'm I'm completely honored. Thank you for letting me be here.
0: Oh, well, I am so glad you are. I've been following you uh, and your Amplify Friday, and I just I see it on LinkedIn. So everyone should follow it on LinkedIn for sure. It's hashtag Amplif Friday. You know, I feel like we're like impact soul sisters. (laughs) I think we are. (laughs) feels that way, right? Because I I, I see what you're doing and I'm like, yes. And I I love the idea that we're helping to uh, engage and amplify the voices and impact of people who are doing the everyday little actions. Well, I mean, they're not always little actions either, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like someone who's donated $5 million to this association or cause it's they're doing everyday activities that make the world better.
1: I love that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's such a fun thing to do. And it's, I mean, it, it's not what Amplify Consulting does, but it is definitely this passion project. And I feel that as an entrepreneur, I have this uh, responsibility to not only do a great job at what I do in stakeholder engagement and communications, but I have this platform and this this real opportunity to be able to, to highlight some remarkable people. And so it's a real joy to do that every Friday. I, I kind of wish every day was a Friday, though. That's that that's not possible, but it's there are so many people out there. Like, there's no shortage of people that we need to really to focus on who are doing really great stuff in this world.
0: Ah, it's so true. It's it's just so abundant. Now, one of the other reasons why I was excited to have you on the show, not just because of your amazing Amplify but also because of the work you do. And so, when I work with impact leaders, um, as you do as well, there's often. Uh, sometimes a disconnect between the passion and the excitement for the the work and the company and being able to effectively communicate what it, your purpose is, what your, your mission is. Um, so I want to like, you know, quote unquote, pick your brain tell yeah. that? <laughs> on that. Cause I, that's kind of the work that you guys do as well. Right.
1: Absolutely. I, I think, I mean, communications is, is so critical and it's incredible to me how many people don't really understand that or, or really focus on that. But I work with so many um, companies, so many different leaders who do such important and incredible work. And the thing is, is that you can be doing so much good stuff in behind the scenes and doing your work, but if you don't communicate that externally and clearly people aren't going to understand what you're doing. And it doesn't give them an opportunity to either be educated at what you're doing, to join in on what you're doing, or to really support you in, in the efforts that you're making as, as a business leader or as a business. So, mm-hmm. um, but then it really comes back to that whole purpose. Um, I, I think one of the blessings that I have is um, being a consultant is, I, I have a lot of really great clients that I have the opportunity to work with, but it's it's really gotta come down to mission and purpose. Because I, I, I say this to university students all the time who are looking to get into communications and, and any work really. It's about doing something that you that you honestly love and that you feel that there is impact for. Because I believe that you can trade your time and your money doing anything. So you might as well do it for something that has impact. It will just it will leave you excited about waking up in the morning to do what you do and And then, obviously, you get to make some real change into the world as well using your skill sets. And in my case, it'd be that stakeholder engagement and communications work.
0: Mm. So if you were to work with a company, let's, let's pretend I'm going to make one up off the spot here. I'm thinking thinking outside my brain, which is dangerous sometimes, (laughs) but like, say there's this like new age Twinkie company and it's a Twinkie that actually is super nutritious, but tastes just like a Twinkie and, you know, has sustainable, all this fun stuff, but they're not very good at necessarily getting the word out, um, how how do you work with a company like that? Like, what what is the process, and what kind of tips do you have for these mission based companies who need to get their message out more for to be a to be more successful, but also to make more impact?
1: Yeah, well, I think it really first comes down to your, your purpose and and why you're doing what you're doing. What what is that mission and that vision of your company? Because really, I mean, you've got to build a company from the inside out. So you really need the right people on board, too. I mean, you look at um, employees that join or or different partners that join into a company. And if everyone's running on the same track, everyone's aligned on the mission and they're excited about what you're doing, they believe that's going to make impact in this world, then it's pretty easy to have great customer service. Excellent processes and systems in place because everybody understands what that mission is and it's driving toward that. So that would be the first thing. And I'm not an HR specialist, nor do I set up those processes and systems. But the really successful companies are the ones that that have that alignment and that those core values as well. So when we work with companies, we really want to make sure that we're working with companies that have that dialed in, because there's no there's no uh, there's no benefit in inviting people to the party when the party isn't ready for them. So Mm -hmm. when you have all of those things dialed in, then it comes down to that communications piece. And it's about being clear. Uh, It's interesting to me how many people try to be super gitchy or try to be incredibly creative. And it leaves people going, what on earth are they doing? And so for us, it's It's about using that creativity, perhaps in some of the visual branding or some of their website or or whatever they do in that regard. But it's all about clarity of messaging. Make it easy for people to understand what you do and the mission that you have. And then that's where you're going to get your fans that because when people understand what you do and they want to be a part of that, then they're going to tell other like minded people as well. And that's where the impact of what your organization does just grows somewhat organically as well.
0: Hmm. I love that because I think people, you're right. They get so connected to the uh, their deep understanding of their vision, but then as they try to communicate it, it's just too. If it's too creative, they yeah, they just have no idea. People, are yeah, like, what? Right.
1: <laughs> right. And there's this commercial. It was years ago. and I actually can't even remember what the what the company is. And that's horrible. It was a Super Bowl commercial. And it was a, a number of uh, cowboy wranglers, and they were they were herding cats. And so people watched that, and people were talking about it. And, oh, all that was so funny. There were these cowboys; they were like they had scratch marks on them from being a, a cat wrangler or a cat herder. And then if you asked anybody, well, what was the commercial for? They had no idea. And I think that. I think the company, there's been a study on that has either gone under or, or hasn't been successful. And it's not necessarily because of that commercial, but when you're not clear about your communications and what you do and the product or service that you have that serves the actual needs of others, then it just leads to confusion and people people are not drawn to confusion. They want clarity and that's what draws people in.
0: So if, say, this Twinkie company uh, gets clear on their their vision and, you know, mission statement and purpose and uh, messaging, when you say stakeholders, let's bring it back to like the 101, who are yeah. the stakeholders they should be really focusing on?
1: That's a that's a, a great uh, clarification, Tricia. So my children, um, a couple of years ago, they do you, you stakeholder engagement. They honestly thought, like, people are holding stakes. What's going on here? <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yeah." laughs> Typical boys. <laughs> um, and all the focus on meat. Um, well, a stakeholder is anybody who has a stake in your organization. So I usually tell people that it kind of comes down to the three Cs. And so it's your your clients or your customers that you serve. Mm -hmm. Then it's the colleagues or the collaborators who work with you to deliver the service or product. And then it's the community beyond that. And, And what we do at Amplify is we actually go out to these stakeholders and talk to them about the products or services of the companies that we work with. And... We, we ask them, what do you like about this? What don't you like about this? Because you can get so much information from people to bring that clarity to your messaging. So as a, an example of that, I worked with an, um, an organization and they were promoting that they were all about flexibility. It was, you should um, do business with our company because we're incredibly flexible. Um, you will find no one as flexible as us. And I won't mention what product it is because it might give it away. But we went out to stakeholders and we we had conversations with them saying, what are the strengths of this organization? What are some of the challenges and weaknesses? And the biggest weakness that stakeholders identified, so their clients in this case, were that they were so inflexible that it was a real challenge doing business with them. Mm -hmm. So then when you look at the communications that they were sharing, sharing how flexible they were it creates this disconnect or this level of expectation for people saying, well, I'm going to deal with this company because they're incredibly flexible and that's what I want, when in fact they're actually not. So the great thing about that is either you change your messaging to be realistic and share what your actual key differentiators are, in this case of this Twinkie company, um, or you look at yourself as an organization and you go, okay, if we really do want to be flexible and be known for being flexible, how, how does flexible work in our organization and how can we become more of that? Because that's really really our intent and our desire. So it's, it's quite strategic in terms of thinking and it's really leaning on people and, and how they perceive your product and service so that you can either change things internally or you can change things externally in your communications.
0: Oh, very interesting. I love that. The three Cs. So client or customers, yep. colleagues, people you work with, people part of your kind of industry. Yep. So suppliers, wholesalers, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and your, and your colleagues as well, the people who who work um, inside the organization.
0: Okay, and then the other one is community, the yep. three Cs. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. One of the things I've noticed, we, we have here at Contagious Leadership Training, the Rock Your Leadership Program for impact leaders. And one of the things I've noticed is, by from working with mission-based companies and people, they're so passionate about the work that they're doing, um, and you know so much energy and like identity almost it, behind this cause and what they're building. For not only the CEOs and the managers and leaders, but the team members too, if they're doing a really amazing job at it and they're hiring the right people, that sometimes when you go out for the feedback, it can be hard to take. How do you manage around that? Because I think this would be great tips for fellow managers out there or, or consultants. And and how? Like, yeah, tell me about that.
1: <laughs> oh And oh my gosh, Trisha, that is so hard. It, it really is. It's I, I kind of liken it to telling needing to tell somebody that they have a piece of pepper or spinach stuck in their teeth. Like, mm. when do you say that? How do you do that? I mean, and and that's just gosh, that's pepper in the teeth scenario. It's not like how your business operates and and something that you love and that you're passionate about that you spent years building. My advice for managers wanting to get that stakeholder engagement feedback, if they're going to do it themselves, is to provide all sorts of different ways that people can engage different tools where they can do this um, either in a focus group setting. um, They can do it confidentially. Uh, via a survey, all sorts of different methods and ways to collect that data and information. But I think one of the challenges, because people are so close to their their product or their service and they, they love it so much, is trying to decipher what that that feedback is and then what the steps are going forward. So um, this isn't a plug for Amplify or other consultants like me who do this, but sometimes having somebody else do this for you um, it, I don't take it personally. And people have an opportunity to share with me and my team of how they really feel. They, they don't feel like they're going to be told on. Um, they have this opportunity for that confidentiality piece. And then we take all of this data. And you'll normally in stakeholder engagement, you'll see themes starting to develop. And then you're able to say, here's what we've been hearing. And here, here are kind of the top things that we're seeing. But here's the pathway forward of how to move forward move forward effectively so that you can change some of these things as well. And, and one of the biggest things too is, is it's all about with stakeholder engagement, that validation. So you're hearing from stakeholders and then you go back and say, this is what we've been hearing from people. Is this true? Is this accurate? So that when we go to this company with these recommendations, we know that that information is, is solid for them so that they can make the strategic decisions that they need to. It's really hard though. I, I have to be honest with you. I, I'd done a project with an organization and I was presenting to the board and one of the board members said to me, well, you've certainly found all the gaps in our organization. Is there anything that we do that's good? (laughs) So (laughs) like there's, I said, absolutely. There's so much good that you do and it's in the report, but you asked me to find what the gaps were to help you fill those. Mm -hmm. And I found them. And I've also given you some strategies for how to move forward, which is going to make a bigger difference than just knowing all the good things that you do <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it, it's a hard thing it, it it actually it it kind of um i feel sometimes quite emotional about it just because i'm a business owner and if i'm doing things that aren't resonating it's it's hard to take but it's kind of like that buckley's cough medicine it tastes awful but it works <laughs> it feels awful sometimes but once you get over that emotional kind of that that bump and you kind of go okay We 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 want to get better. We want to improve. Let's do that. Then then that's where the action takes over, and then good things result from that.
0: Well, there's some, so many good tips in there. Okay. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you have started in your journey, um, several companies. Uh, did You had a marketing agency, co-founded a marketing agency for what, 14 years? Was that 13, yeah, or 13 years? Yeah, 14 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You've worked in radio. You've done so many different things. I've the-
1: been working in radio, by the way, we should mention for your listeners.
0: <laughs> right. Yes. That's how we first met was in radio. That's right. You- you were my boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I wasn't bossy, but I was your boss. Nice. You, were the,
0: you were the best boss. Yeah, Aww. that's right. That seems like, oh my gosh, a lifetime ago. I think it I was, was maybe 18 at the time. Or
1: Absolutely. You know, it was a long time ago.
0: <laughs> before we had babies and all that fun stuff. And here yep. we are now. School circle. I want people to know that you're a, a multiple entrepreneur. Like You've done different businesses, a variety of experiences in your background. So my question is, how uh, and, and along all those journeys, I feel like you've been this person of passion and purpose uh, as I've been witnessing your journey as you go through. So h- for those listening who are starting their own companies, what kind of advice do you want to give to them? Like, how do you keep up your grit and your resiliency? Because it's not easy, right? It's, yeah. it's hard to be an entrepreneur. And I know you're uh, a past chair of the BC Chamber of Commerce. Is that oh, right? right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And you're a director on the in the Canadian... Um, chamber Chamber, of commerce. Gosh, where do you find the time? That's amazing. So you're really plugged into the entrepreneurial world. And I know you love to support entrepreneurs on so many different levels, whether it's to amplify various, your other companies in in your past as well. So yeah, what kind of advice do you have for entrepreneurs, especially mission-based entrepreneurs for that grit and resiliency, just to keep going, even though when it's tough, which it will be.
1: Yeah. You know what? I think that is actually probably the biggest gift you can give to yourself is, is recognizing that it is going to be tough. I think setting those expectations going, this is going to be hard, but you know what? I'm going to I'm going to utilize all the resources that I can and not making it this solo effort. Even if you are a solo entrepreneur, it doesn't have to be a solo experience. So I've been giving this advice a lot lately to um, startup companies and young entrepreneurs. Probably in the past couple of weeks, I've talked to a few of them and my biggest piece of advice is jump in with both feet. <laughs> so it's, it's hard starting a business, and especially if you if you have that entrepreneurial mindset and you're okay with not receiving a paycheck every two weeks where you're just you're, you're working for somebody else and, and you want to do your own thing. So many companies and, and entrepreneurs that I talk to are like, well, I'm working for this company, but I'm kind of doing and getting my, my own business started on the side. And I, I just I encourage and I it's not about being reckless. I think it's actually more strategic, is that as soon as humanly possible, work on working on your business 100% of the time. Because when you're splitting your efforts and splitting your focus, you're, you're actually not going to be good at either thing that you do. And it's kind of a disservice to the company you're working for now and also your future business. So that's probably one of the, the, the biggest piece of, pieces of advice I've been giving lately is jumping with both feet. If you've got this passion, you know that this product or service is something that people actually need, then you're bound to be successful. So, so take it seriously and, and go and go for it. And then again, too, just understanding that it is going to be tough. And that's where I, I love to mentor um, young entrepreneurs and even just um, people my age as well who look for business, business advice because I was so helped by so many people along the way. And it's tapping into their insight. One of the things that I notice when you go to a comedy show, when we can actually go to comedy shows again, Mm -hmm. and that'll be awesome, is when a comedian is up on stage and is sharing a joke about a common life experience and everyone is laughing because everyone's going, oh my gosh, that's so true. It's not even that funny, but just the fact that they're saying it out loud is, is kind of a funny thing. And the same thing is with when you're working with other entrepreneurs and business people, and you're being honest and truthful about where you're at, and they share the same information, it gives you this sense of comfort that you're not the only one experiencing it. So I try to actually on social media, I am a bit of a goofball, I like to have fun, but I do share things that are kind of challenging for me as well, knowing that other people are also going through some of those scenarios. So that mentorship piece is, is really vital and, and not doing it on your own.
0: I think it's so important. I feel like that is the same advice I give entrepreneurs and I wish I would have had someone give to me in the beginning is don't do it alone. No, uh, I, was,
1: it was one of your, um, it really, it, it impacted me. One of your podcasts, uh, you talked about, um, working in your parents, uh, music store in Cataloops mm. and, uh, there was someone had come in and you talked, you were talking about being a speaker and they said, "Well, who would want to listen to you?" <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was like actually kind of crushed by that when I heard that because I was I wish I could have actually known that. I mean, I didn't know you at the time, but I wish I would have known that because the thing is, is that that's one person's opinion, and you do need people to be honest. To, with you as well, but you also need people who are mentors who recognize those unique gifts that you you as a person have. And Trisha, you're an, a remarkable speaker. You're you're so full of passion. You inspire so many people. The mm-hmm. fact Thank that you. that person, though they were being honest potentially in their mind, um, that could have totally derailed you as a person um, if you weren't the person that you were, or if you didn't have that supportive network that you had. So I think. Um, Getting more than one opinion is a good thing and having people who are honest with you, but also encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone and do something maybe a little bit different and risky as well. I mean, the worst that could happen is that it didn't happen and it wasn't going to be um, a business for you. But gosh, look at where you are now. And I'm I'm glad that you were able to, to move forward from that experience as well
0: oh thank you that's such kind words uh i know i had like you i had amazing people around me in my life that helped me to be resilient against comments like that and (laughs) you know what i think that came from that individual and i've noticed this throughout my entrepreneur journey i think as i get a little bit older i don't receive it as often but certainly when i was young so anyone who's listening who's younger maybe on the receiving end of this is people want to give you advice they sometimes it's unsolicited, sometimes you ask for it. But I, I always tell people in, in my mentorship groups is that when you receive advice, remember, sometimes people are are trying to protect you from their own hurts. So mm-hmm. they've already lost $100,000 from a bad par- business partnership or they've, you know, whatever hurt they had. And we do this as parents, I think often as well. Yeah. So just keep keep that in, in perspective that sometimes people are, are trying to save you from their own pain or they are a little bit bitter and jaded. Yes. <laughs> right? And they don't necessarily have your best interests in mind even though they can make it seem like they're trying to give it give it to you in that in that packaging. Absolutely. absolutely,
1: and then if if you're the kind of person like yourself or myself, is like use that fuel to go. Okay, well, I'm going to show you.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And and having several different opinions is important too. I think because you can yeah. get sucked into. Well, this person knows what they're talking about. I, I've had I've had numerous people in my career who I've absolutely idolized, and they definitely didn't have my best interest in their heart when they yeah. said certain things to me. So you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. The good absolutely. and the bad. <laughs> such good advice okay um i want to know from you what what is your favorite book like what are what are you reading right now what would you recommend
1: oh my gosh um uh, i have a few but my favorite book i would say would be essentialism from greg McKeon. so oh. <laughs> essentialism is all about clarity and it's it's really about when you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And how to, how to simplify your life and the choices and the things that you do. Because if you pick a few things to do, and you can do those really well with the energy and the time that you have, it's going to be better than you committing to 20 things and then doing an abysmal job at all of them. So okay. that's a, it's a really great book.
0: Okay, Essentialism. And who's it by again, sorry?
1: Greg McKeon.
0: Okay, I'm going to add it to my Audible list. Yeah, really good to listen to. I try reading I fall asleep, but if I'm driving in the car, I can Oh yeah, it. absolutely. That's fantastic. That's so great to know. When it comes to communications, how what is your biggest recommendation for companies to amplify that? Like so what what is the best route right now? Cuz it's very confusing I find for people with the, there's like social media, then there's like the traditional print and it's not just marketing but communications in general. Then yeah. there's, you know, blogs and oh my gosh, how do you help companies to know where to put their energy and their time?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is that it's, it's understanding like kind of reverse engineering it and saying, well, what's, what is the outcome that you want to receive? And then let's, what that you want from this communications strategy or, or, or um, endeavor that we're doing, and then let's reverse engineer it. So, Um, I think people get so caught up, like I need to be on every single social media platform, but it's it's really like, what are you actually trying to achieve? Are you here to entertain or are you here to make a difference in the world and to clearly share your message? So for myself and for the clients that we work with, it's very strategic. And honestly, one of the values of our company is common sense. And we don't just do things to be showy and like, well, we've got this massive billboard or this... Uh, decked out vehicle or this big concert that we're putting on just because it looks good or, or whatever that looks like. It's all going to be about common sense and and putting the hard work in to do the interviews, to uh, do that stakeholder engagement, to talk to people um, and just to really understand what you're trying to achieve in the first place and then reverse engineer it from there. So many people get caught up in the, we can we can be on TV and my friends mentioned that they saw me there and Okay, well, has it increased your business? Is that what you're trying to do? Um, so, trying to get people to to not be as uh, into the the excitement of being recognized on the radio or TV, but just thinking of like what is that outcome that you want to achieve, and how are we going to help you do it through effective communications?
0: Wow, that sounds so helpful.
1: <laughs> well, it's so <not> easy, honestly. <laughs> Common
0: yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that on your website that one of your values, like your company yeah. values is common sense. I thought that was really great. Yeah,
1: because right common talk. sense isn't that common, apparently. <laughs> okay.
0: That is true. What would you say is the most least common of common sense?
1: The most least common of common sense?
0: Yeah, that's kind of a, and I had to think about that for a second as I was saying it. But yeah. <laughs> what surprises you? Like, wow, I can't believe people just don't, you know, recognize this or don't do this or...
1: Yeah, I, I think probably the biggest thing is that people don't communicate what they're doing and, and share that story of what their company does. They A lot of people just don't feel that communications is really uh, needs to be a, a clear part of what they do. But again, unless you're sharing what you're up to um, and what you've been doing to to change the world, no one's going to know that story. And I think people are surprised by that. They're like, Oh, we need to we need to share that. It's like absolutely, <laughs> no one's going to know what's happening. I work actually with a co- company that does a lot of forestry work, and unless you are a forester in the middle of the woods, um, looking at what is happening with this project, you need communications to talk about this innovative work that's happening in the forest industry because um, nobody's going to know that unless you actually do that. So I think that's probably the biggest the biggest piece of um, common sense. Um, not advice, but the biggest thing that I see that it should be common sense, but isn't.
0: Hmm. That's so interesting, right? You think everyone's talking about it. It seems like in this world day and age, everyone's talking about everything they're doing, but these companies are just forgetting how important the, the getting down to the basics of what they're actually doing.
1: Is that what you mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too, is that when you are sharing your story, people then can come alongside you and support you or help you or advocate on your behalf or become a customer, whatever that looks like, yeah, sharing that and communicating out gives people a chance to join you along the journey.
0: I love that. Building your community.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So going back to yourself, uh, you're a mom, you're, a, you're on boards, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing a lot of stuff. What personal habits do you have that support your ongoing growth mindset and you know, life experience?
1: Well, I, um, I really like, um, it's an organizational planner from Michael Hyatt. It's called a full focus planner. And one of the things that they do is that they have kind of a, um, it's a, a morning startup routine. And then there's a wind down routine and, um, Hmm. it's, it's all about routines and getting into really good habits. And so one of the things that I've been doing for years is that I, I wake up in the morning, I grab a cup of coffee and I go sit on our deck, depending weather dependent and time of year, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, being a person of faith, I read my Bible, but then I also journal too. And so I write down things that happened from the day before, just kind of write my thoughts down about that. I always write down one thing that I'm thankful for. And then I, I write something about, um, about what I've either read or something that I want to, to do for that day. And, and how can I live my life with intention that day? And then I take my dog for a walk, just a quick 15 to 20 minute walk, um, and, and think about that and really kind of ponder what does that mean for my life today? I, I get up super early, so this is all happening pre-sunset usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come home, I drink a big glass of water, and I, I start my day. And it's really great because then I kind of sit down at the computer, I'm ready to go, getting ready for client meetings for that day. But I've I've really taken that time to to focus on myself and making myself the best person that I can be, physically, spiritually, mentally, to to really deliver for my clients.
0: I love that. And what is the book again? That that planner?
1: Yeah, it's called the Full Focus Planner. It's uh, from Hyatt and Company, Michael Hyatt. It's really good.
0: Yeah. Nice. Oh, I'm gonna write. Okay, we got lots of things to check out. (laughs) (laughs) I got to do some Amazon orders or go to my local bookstore, kind of thing. Well, I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are, are involved in HR or in management, um, impact leaders again. And many are women who have children and men and you know parents in general. If you could look back now on your experience as a mom, I know your kids are a little bit older, mm-hmm. but what kind of, adv- when, you, when you reflect back, now here's the challenge. I know we're reflecting back. Sometimes we are hard on ourselves or I don't know about you, but man, it just goes by so fast, right? But wait, yeah. reflecting back, what, do you think is something that worked really well for you? Like in this, I'm, I'm thinking of tips and strategies, but more just your experience, you know, cause I think people take so much from the story. Um, things that worked really well for you during those earlier years with the kids and growing businesses and maybe something that you would do a little bit different.
1: Yeah, well, I have an incredible husband. <laughs> so I have I have a partner in crime, as it were, um, mm-hmm. in my husband, Jeff. And what's really unique, uh, McLean, who is our eldest, he's 18. And so uh, Jeff started working for an online school um, back when uh, we first had McLean. But what had happened is that... Um, I had started a business right when McLean was six months old, which just seems very strange. Uh, Not a lot of common sense there, but um, I was really, I was really passionate and I was convinced it would work and it did. Um, But having, having that support network. So if you're married or not, um, having people who are in your corner to help you is, is critical. Um, And so we actually um, have homeschooled our children uh, ever since our, our, from kindergarten through until graduation. And I think for ourselves, it was such an opportunity to be able to really pour into our children. And my husband does all the homeschooling as well. But I think for ourselves, that was really a challenge because now everyone's kind of, when we we're in the heart of the pandemic, people had homeschooled their children, though that was homeschooling during chaos. It's not at all what, the, what it's supposed to be like. Um, but having having a husband who was the stay-at-home parent was really Different back in that day. So I think kind of owning what you want to do for your family is really critical and kind of sticking to what you want to do and and not being so concerned with what others think, because traditionally, and especially even 18 years ago, I mean, things are are changing. Gosh, daily. Um, there was we, we had a lot of people going, what on earth? Like, so you work out of the house and your husband stays at home with the children. And it's like, absolutely. And it's amazing. So sticking to your guns on that is, is pretty critical. And I think even too, with all of the stuff that, that I do, um, everything comes in seasons. And I, I really tell a lot of young parents that as well is that if you've got younger children and they take up a, a, a lot of your time, well, if you want to do a really great job, you you want to be very intentional. So it, it does take time and effort is that everything comes in seasons. So you may not be the chair of a board when your children are, are super young and, and maybe you will be, but giving yourself a little bit of space and time knowing that there are opportunities to do that, but it might just be another season. So not to get frustrated that the season looks like it, it does right now. Mm-hmm. So I think those would be pieces of advice that I would give. And I was actually talking with somebody the other day, a person who's a bit of a mentor to me as well. And I was saying how I felt that, oh my gosh, as a mom, I don't know if I've spent enough time with McLean and Callum and how they feel. And and she had said, why don't you ask them what they want? I thought, well, gosh, I'm a stakeholder engagement specialist. I should have probably thought of that. <laughs> so I asked them. I said, what do you want from mom? Like, what what does it look like from that perspective? for me to connect with you and to do stuff with you. And they're like, I don't know. I like it. We, we spend a lot of time together. And like, is there anything that I can do differently? They're like, no, I think it's good. And so I think we put these expectations on ourselves. And especially if you're on Instagram, it's like Mm. all these perfect families doing all this perfect stuff. It's sometimes just sitting down, watching a movie together, reading books on the couch, that kind of stuff is, is all that they want. And it, it pours into their lives in ways that we can't imagine, and we sometimes, as parents, build it up to be way bigger than it needs to be.
0: Oh man! Like in that last two minutes, right there, or a minute and a half, whatever that was, there's just so much in there that I think people need to hear. That was so great.
1: Awesome. <laughs> don't ask me to repeat it. I don't know if I could. <laughs> right?
0: And this is why we don't do scripted questions on this podcast. I, it. I Yeah. But oh, man, I, just, I relate to that so much. I, I struggled so um harshly in the very beginning when I first had my, my my first baby my expectations and you know by the time I had the fourth I was like, okay well, I know what to expect here but the yeah. idea of seasons in life and one of the things uh, I learned, earlier on between the first and second baby, um, was that, you know, opportunities will come around again, often in different packages, maybe even at a better time. Yeah. So uh, you know, you hold on so tight to like, well, this may not happen again, or it's the only opportunity, but recognizing that opportunity is abundant and having that perspective, I think is helpful because you, you, you only get that time once.
1: Yeah. And then you're not panicked. You're going of going, mm-hmm. it'll come around again. And it, it does. Gosh, mm-hmm. if I could go back 20 years and tell myself that, just every day going, it's, this will come around again. This will come around again. Don't worry about it. I would mm-hmm. I would love to do that.
0: Right. Hold your younger self hand with that baby crying on the shoulder and be like, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, there's so much in here that I think is just so powerful for people, anyone, and especially of course, impact leaders and those who are really excited and passionate about the company or the cause that they're working for. So I want to say, I just thank you, thank you, thank you. You provide so much cl- clarity. Wow. You provide so much clarity. It's like just you're just exuded. It comes off of you. It's, I guess that's why you do the work you do. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> that's good could you imagine if I didn't and I confused you that wouldn't I wouldn't be very good at my job (laughs) definitely not
0: right that's definitely not the case now okay as we kind of close this all off and again your time is so valuable and I really appreciate it what is the biggest piece of advice can put you on the spot now the biggest piece of advice you've ever received that you use all the time to this day
1: be intentional Mm. okay
0: so what do you what do you mean by that
1: yeah, be, in, be intentional about what you do. Um, there's a, a and, and I've, I've heard this over and over again, but it was really perfectly um, put in an illustration from a lady named Juliet Funt. And she has a uh, company and, uh, and books that she's written. She's spoken at global leadership uh, summits and that kind of thing. And she talks about people who approach their day. And she said, think of your day like a mountain. She said a, a rock climber, like an amateur rock climber, someone with no experience, comes up to the, the mountain and they just start climbing. Like they just, they, they get, they kind of like, okay, get out of the car, get the stuff on and let's go. But somebody who is experienced uses their intentionality to stand back, take a moment, look at the mountain and go, what path am I going to take moving forward so that I can actually have that success? And to me, it's like when you lay out the day ahead of you, what am I going to work on so that I don't get pulled in a million different directions? And I still do. But how how can I make this day successful? And what does success look like for me? And then being very intentional about planning out how I'm going to make that happen. That has been just so key in my life. And the days where I just kind of I'm the amateur rock climber and I and I have these days still probably more than I want to admit. And I just kind of fly into the day. I feel like I haven't got anything accomplished. I'm working late. I'm a little kind of more stressed out about things. And I don't really feel like my day was that productive. I'm like, well, I know I did a bunch of stuff, but I, I, I don't know if I moved the needle at all. But when I go into a day and I'm like, these are the top three things I want to get done here's what I need to accomplish, here are the meetings that I need to have. And if I can accomplish these things, I feel like my day will be a success. Then I can close the day at the end of the day, on time, ideally, and go, yeah, that was awesome. I, I had impact, I did a great job for my clients, and we're moving forward. Um, so that being intentional piece is, is so critical.
0: That is powerful. Thank you so much, Elise, for being on Passion for Impact.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Tricia. This has been, it's been so fun to catch up and I really hope that there's been some valuable lessons that I've been able to share for your for your listeners.
0: No doubt there has. Thanks, Lise.
1: Thanks, Tricia. Passion for Impact is sponsored by the Inspire Store. Need a gift that inspires? Inspire Store features exclusive ethically made goods and jewelry that embodies these three words. Yes, you can. Every purchase supports Food Banks Canada. Plus, you will receive Tricia Miltimore's popular personal development shift-up e-course. Empowerment awaits you. Shop with impact at inspirestore.org.
0: If you love learning how to live and lead in a caring and fulfilling way, and you find this show inspiring, please share with your friends, rate, and review this podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca for more details, including our new Rock Your Leadership program. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for
1: episode notes, links, and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact one socially conscious choice at a time.